Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. It's Florence Bremer here. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, soon to be a grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I'm in my 20th year of the practice of law. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. This week's podcast, I'm going to discuss changes in business and how to move forward as you are dealing with change. And I'm sure this is not a shock to any lawyers who are listening or any business owners or anyone who is doing any type of work at all, but everything, including the legal profession, is going through giant changes. And just to explain some of the changes that I've gone through in the last 20 years, I'm going to talk about what the practice of law was like for me when I first started practicing. I started working for a firm initially. I worked there for a year and a half, and then I went out on my own. And in those first couple of years, I was very busy, and I was working all the time, but everything was very different. If you got a phone call, if you returned it within two days, that was considered very prompt. Um, emails, you would get maybe a dozen a day. And you'd look at it in the morning and close down your email and then look at it again the next morning. Um, if you were working on a project for a client, they expected that from the time that they hired you until the time they got the project, there would be a period of time. Like, for example, doing a commercial lease. They would expect a couple of weeks maybe or a week to get it done everything now is instantaneous at this point I probably get about 100 emails a day on average that have to be answered or dealt with in some fashion and some of the emails that come in are things like court orders where I'll have to look at it and call a client and say this is what the judge ruled or an order to do something and I'll have to take care of it. Um, so besides the emails is the phone. The phone is still very, very busy and clients expect to call back the same day, sometimes within the same hour. Um, oftentimes I'll get a telephone message that someone's calling me and I'll be in court, say, for instance. And then when I get back to the office and I see the telephone message, there's also a follow-up email message that says, hey, I called you. So everything is moving much faster. And I always say I blame the internet <laughs> because people can put something into Google and it pops up right away. You're trying to find a stat in the NFL and you put it in and you have it half a second later uh, if you want to go see a movie you can pull up those movie times you're not pulling out a newspaper and circling the movies although my mom still does that <laughs> she doesn't do anything internet I'm a little jealous 
But she will, if she wants to go see a movie, she gets a newspaper and she looks at, she clips it out with scissors and then she circles the movie time that she wants to see. So besides for my mom, none of us are, are living like that. Everything is, is very fast paced. So how do you change your business in order to keep up with that? So I just came up with some recommendations and a lot of this had to do with me getting ready for a, a trip this week. So tomorrow morning, I leave for Mardi Gras. Yay! I've never been to Mardi Gras. I've been to New Orleans, but never been to Mardi Gras. I'm going with my sister-in-law, who is also my legal assistant. And the preparation to go on a trip has just been insane. So it's Sunday afternoon as we speak. And I've worked the whole weekend to try to get ready. It was unfortunate. Um, I ended up with court in hearings Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which put me behind because when you're out of the office for large chunks of time, the stuff that you can be doing to get ready just really makes you fall behind. And my telephone messages were piling up and my emails were piling up. My mail was piling up, the physical mail was piling up. So I had to work um, late on, um, I actually, my mom's birthday was yesterday. And I went in on Saturday night and worked late. And then I went in this afternoon and worked. And there's nothing you can do about it. If you're trying to go for a trip, you just can't be like, well, I guess I'll get to some of these things when I get back. I mean, it was things that had some urgency. So keeping up and dealing with change, what can you do? One thing is just embrace that there's going to be change. I will admit this is not something easy for me. I am not a big fan of change. I like having systems in place. I like doing things the way the systems work. And to change it can be very stressful on me. But you have to learn from change and can't think, well, that's it. I'm not changing. If I was practicing law the same way that I practiced it 20 years ago, I wouldn't have a business. No one would call me because um, I wouldn't be prompt enough for them. Um, and also, I mean, not only is it something that clients expect, but the courts I know expect it. I'll get emails from judicial assistants. This was unheard of in the past. You didn't get emails from judges chambers you don't get an email from a judge you know because that would be basically like an ex parte communication but their staff will email you and they'll say hey the judge can't be in tomorrow's hearing tomorrow can you push it um, back an hour or forward an hour or can you move it to Friday and they want an answer right away because they're dealing with scheduling a thousand cases so that's something that's very, very different from when I initially started practicing law. And if I wasn't looking at my, if I was only looking at my emails in the morning, this would be problematic if I wasn't getting back to these emails. And you have to realize that the old way of doing things, they're not coming back. It's going to continue to change day by day, year by year, by month by month. And one of the ways that you can adapt to it is using technology. There are a variety of different types of technology that I use. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not the most 
technological technological lawyer out there. But there are things that I use that I know without would be very difficult. Um, I have a MacBook Air and I have an iPad Pro and uh, an iPad Mini. I even I still have my original iPad, the one that first came out. There's not much that I could do on it anymore, but if I needed to use it for transcripts or something, I could use it for that. But I bring my laptop with me everywhere. For a long time, I I had switched to using my iPad mini and a keyboard, and then the, I switched to the iPad Pro and a keyboard. And those were fine. Um, but then I just decided, and this might be even be a step backwards because I went from a tablet to a laptop, but I bought the MacBook Air and I mainly use that now for work. Although for the longest time I was carrying a tablet, my iPhone and the MacBook Air. Most of the time I'll leave the tablet behind and just use the MacBook Air and, and my phone. I have an iPhone um plus, you know, a seven plus, which I know is a little bit older, but uh, my phone works great. So there's no reason to replace it. And I use it like I would use a tablet. So um, for emails where I'm just looking at them and not really answering them, that works great for that. I can put transcripts on it. Um, Of course, texting is a big part. As I was looking over my usage, I, I get a usage um, calculator at the end of every week. And most of my usage is text messages, just because it's an easy way to contact the office. I text message myself all the time. I text message from my phone to my email with all sorts of reminders to myself. So I, you, I have to embrace this. Would I love to just have the paper calendar? I'll tell you how I, I used to do this. I used to have a phone on my desk. I had a cell phone, which was a flip phone. It was only for emergencies. So this is 20 years ago. And I had a desktop computer at the office. And my calendar was a paper calendar, uh, kind of a day-by-day calendar. All of that is completely different. There's not anything that I do that's the same. I still obviously have a desktop at the office, but it's connected to a server and there's more computers connected to that. It's just not my single desktop anymore. So everything's much different and you have to embrace that technology. I always am looking at different software to see if there's a type of software that would be a good match for me. Um, that one is a harder for me, harder one for me, because I find a lot of software is kind of limited, and um, I've been just using the same software that I've been using for for years. Another thing you can do to help deal with changes in business and moving forward is to make sure that you have adequate staff. I had an assistant for years, and then when she left, I didn't replace her for years. And I literally did everything. I did the post office runs. I ran to the store for sodas and paper towels and all of that. Now um, I have a legal assistant again that I've had for 
for a few years and then my associate who's been with me for forever 15 years if I didn't have them I don't know what I would do it would be literally doing the jobs of of three people and besides the staff I also try to find ways to make things easier what are things that I can take away from myself and submit to somewhere else? What can I delegate? A big one for me is delivery of items, shopping. So instead of going to the store and getting paper towels, paper towels is one that I always order because it's so easy to order a big giant box of them and have them delivered. And then you have paper towels for five months and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, The same with like bathroom tissue. That's another one, like things you can buy in bulk like that. I know Amazon has an automatic shopping system where you can just put it in and they get delivered. I'd rather not do that. I don't do that. I'd rather just like quickly get online, look at what I ordered before and, and reorder it. And then if I want something different, it's easy to change instead of the same things coming over and over again. All my office supplies, I order from Staples. That all gets delivered. I have the Staples, um, I guess the membership, you know, frequent shopper type membership and not only do you get rewards back that you can use towards other um, other items that you're buying but you also can um, get free delivery with this membership so it's great another part of moving forward is striking a balance between getting new work and doing the work that you have Sometimes I think I'm so busy that I am not going to think about marketing at all. And that's a mistake. You always in some fashion have to be thinking about moving forward. Because if I went ahead and shut down my website, withdrew from any list that I was on for referrals, told my clients I'm not accepting new clients, I'm not accepting new work, this would probably all dry up in in about six months. So if you have a business or you're working for someone, you just constantly have to be looking ahead and looking for the new project so you can continue to make your living. Another tip that I have is develop a business plan. And it doesn't have to be a business plan where it's in a binder and it's laying out for everyone to see. It can be done in a smaller fashion. Like for instance, for me, I have a business plan and I which also includes a succession plan. So if something happened to me, what would happen to the business? So I have attorneys that I have had discussions with where they could come in and take over various areas of the practice so that hopefully the clients that I have don't suffer if if I die or whatever the case may be. And that's part of my business plan is if I died or disabled, what would happen with the business? Another thing I would recommend is stay in touch. And by staying in touch, you stay relevant. And this is staying in touch with friends, family, former clients, 
other attorneys in the area, stay out there and stay relevant. Not only is it good for you, relationships are good for you. And I know I've been saying that in the last few podcasts, you have to have relationships with other people in your business, other people outside your business. Um, See your family often. Stay in touch with everybody. It's just better for you as a person instead of being locked in your office all day and, and never seeing anyone. Yesterday was my mom's birthday and we all got together for this great lunch. We had so much fun, lots of laughing. We all wore Mardi Gras beads just for fun and had this great time. And my mom was so happy. You know, it was, we went from a family that was pretty small to now a giant family because my brother and I each have three kids and then I have a child who's having a kid. So now we're starting to get into generations and then our, um, our, our children and nephews and niece, like they have friends or significant others, and the group just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's good to be with these people and remember this. And not only your family, but the business side of it. I try to remember maybe quarterly or every six months, I have a group of people that I will just have a quick coffee with or a lunch with or something. So I will be in their head if there is some sort of business that pops up that I can be of assistance with. The same thing about being active in the professional world and in your community. On Friday, I had attended interviews of prospective Supreme Court justices for the state of Arizona. And a very, very big deal for the panel asking questions was, what are your interests outside of the law? And it meant a lot to the panel to what the candidates did outside of the law to how it can make them an effective Supreme Court justice. And the candidates had a variety of things, and it was always very enjoyable to hear. It's always enjoyable to hear what people do for fun or what interests them. At least I think it is. I like learning about people. And when you hear this, you're like, okay, I get that. Like they're very involved in X, so I can see how it can equate to Y. And you could really see the panel getting into that and it was important to them. I have my professional activities, so like the Women's Lawyers Association or um, the... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm I'm losing track of what I wanted to say. So the Women's Lawyers Association and the Federal Clinic, those are my two very big professional type things that I do that are not my work. You know, this isn't my job. This isn't where I'm making money, but it's my contact to the professional world and giving back. And then on the community side, I belong to a business networking group, and we often do things in the community. 
and I belong to a local church and then I will volunteer at the church. So having these these interests it is number one, like I said before, it's good for you. It's good for you to have these interests and not just be at your desk all day. And two, when you are telling someone about yourself, you have something very interesting to say that isn't along the lines of, I sat down and I wrote a brief for 10 hours. Like, it's very boring. (laughs) And it's not really telling anyone what I'm about. One thing that I have that I think kind of gives a little bit of insight into what I am doesn't really so much help with my business but just I think gives a little fun fact about me and also allows people to just understand that I'm just not this lawyer all the time I'm a season ticket holder for the Suns I know, they're terrible. But they did beat the Lakers last night. They beat the Lakers and LeBron. Can you believe that? They've lost about 17 games out of their last 18 games, but then randomly beat the Lakers. But anyways, with these season tickets, it'll be a time where I'll invite lawyers. I've invited clients. I've given tickets to clients. I have gotten to know members of the... Son's staff, who I tell that I'm a lawyer. And I've always had an interest in entertainment and sports law. I haven't done, because of Arizona, you know, frankly, so I haven't done as much as uh, maybe I would have done if I worked in LA. But I have had some contact with both entertainment and sports law over the years. And being a sun season ticket holder kind of ties me into that, even though it, you know, I'm not practicing laws, I'm going to the, to the sun's games. But that's, you know, just having these outside interests and outside things you can do makes you more visible, which is my next point, that you need to be visible and active in your professional community, and your just community community, your local community. I'm not going to meet people that could be a potential prospect if I'm hiding behind my computer screen. And sometimes I'll tell you, I'll get a referral from someone and it'll be the weirdest referral where I would think I would never imagine that would be a referral source. And it's always very flattering. It'll be something like, you represented um, my friend's friend in a traffic ticket. And here is, um, now I have this legal problem. And I'm like, wow, it really does reach out and and in ways you can't even imagine. Another part of moving forward is think beyond this month. And I've, I'm probably people are probably thinking she's kind of giving conflicting advice, because in, in prior podcasts, I'll say, Think about today, think about this week, you have to stay focused on the present. And you do. And I'm not saying that goes away. You if you have a trial coming up tomorrow, you can't be going, well, six months from now, I'm gonna, you know, start this marketing plan. You have to be heavily focused on whatever is um, urgent. But at the same time, you have to plan ahead. And for me, I would plan ahead mainly in quarters where I would always have with me 
three months of calendars printed out. So um, it's the beginning of March right now. So in the past, I would have art March, April, May printed out. And then I would have a note to myself of anything that was coming up in those few months. I've had to expand that because I've had a lot of civil trial work in um, the last year, year and a half. And they're big trials. So I've had to push those. I've had to push it out. So where I'm carrying more like six months of calendars in advance because I'll look at my calendar and I'll have a solid week of trial, say in July or say in August. And we'll need to plan that. The other part of looking ahead, and this is the more personal side, which you have to have a personal side if you're going to do well in business, is planning out vacations. And I know I've told this story before, but I went through 10 years of never having a vacation because what I would do is look three months ahead. I would see that I was extremely busy. Month four, it was fairly empty. And I would think, hey, I'll plan a vacation then. I will uh, go spend a week in San Diego or I'll drop everything and go to Disneyland or maybe spend a long weekend, fly out to New York, something. Like I always had some sort of idea what I wanted to do. But whenever that time came, the four months came, then I was all booked for the next three months. So I've had to look and, and, and mark time off. Otherwise, it will not happen. For this Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras trip, I marked off this time back in November. And it has been a constant struggle to keep the week open. I keep getting um, notices. We've set a hearing for you on this week. I'm like, come on, it's five days. Can I have five days? So I've had to do some motions to continue. And not only that, um, I don't know what it is about this week, but last week and the week prior, everyone was saying, hey, can I come in the week of the 4th? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be gone that week. Um, unfortunately, the following week, I'm like very, very booked with court, which seems to be a unfortunate coincidence, I guess, of what seems to happen when I do plan a week off is that week when I come back is very booked with trial work. And, and that's very difficult. Um this is getting off topic a little bit, but just to talk about how I've dealt with this. So I'm going to be gone Monday through Friday. So this weekend, I worked a lot. And then next weekend, I'll come in and catch up for the following week, since I will be starting a trial Monday and, you know, have court basically all next week, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a rough week after I get back. But that's part of looking ahead, because if I wasn't looking ahead, and number one, this trip never would have happened, but even if I had the trip planned and still didn't look ahead, I would not have a clear thought out plan for what to do for the rest of the month of March. I think actually for the rest of the month of March, when I get back, I think I have court probably every day, I think, um, through the month of March after I return. So just be tough. And that's part of planning ahead. I'll end with, for moving forward in your business, what's, I think the absolute best thing you can do is to take care of yourself. I can be my own worst enemy, where I can not take care of myself, and then I'll feel it. I'll feel 
the glands in my throat swell up. I will start sneezing like crazy. I'll have a sore throat. I'll just have general exhaustion in my joints. So I just wanted to give a little laundry list of just some things I put together for taking care of yourself. Listen to music can brighten your day instantly. Turn off work at a certain time. As I was talking about uh, this last week leading up to my trip, it's been difficult. But on Monday and Tuesday, I had a lighter schedule and didn't have court. I made sure that I was home by five every day, which doesn't always happen for me. And getting home at five feels like a luxury. And so when I got home at five, I cooked an early dinner, I threw in some laundry, um, spent some time with my husband and laid down really early because I turned off work. Plan vacations. I had talked about that in the last few minutes. You have to plan them. Otherwise, they won't happen. Try not to hit the snooze button. That one is a hard one for me because I definitely do want to hit the snooze button. But what I've tried to do instead is to make sure I go to bed a little bit earlier. If I hit the snooze button, I will do it. I try my hardest to not go back to sleep. I'll just try to sort of get up slowly, kind of stretch a little bit, and maybe get down on the floor and do a few yoga poses, and maybe just scroll through um, some like shopping emails, um, things like that, where it's, I'm not going back to sleep, but I'm not like, where I haven't just jumped up and like flew into the shower. Light a candle. Sometimes at night when I'm really stressed, and I'm just tired of the overhead lights and the sun's gone down and I want some natural light, I'll just light a candle in my bedroom and it feels so relaxing. It feels luxurious. Another tip I have is buy yourself something. You don't have to buy yourself the world's biggest gift. You know, you don't have to like buy something crazy, but sometimes buying a journal off of Amazon or a book you really wanted, um, or a, like a little thing of makeup or something like that and um, having it delivered so you know you'll get it in the next few days can just feel good. Sometimes I buy myself a gift card, which I know sounds weird because all the money is coming from and going to the same place. But um, especially around Christmas with gift cards, you can get um, – like a bonus card, like if say you buy, you know, $100 of gift cards at Olive Garden, you probably get 20 bucks of bonus money. Or if you go to Costco, Costco will sell gift cards at reduced prices for, um, um, oh my God, the chain of restaurants is escaping me. It's the one that Flower Child is in and um, True Food. Anyways, I can't think of it, (laughs) but you can buy a discount on those and it's like 20% off. So you can buy a hundred dollars worth of gift cards for $80. And sometimes it's just nice to have the gift card. And when you're using it, it it feels like you're, whatever you're getting is free. I don't know why, maybe it's just me, Um, but it feels like a little treat, even though I've bought the gift card myself. Another thing I do is um, just try to shop my gift cards because over the year, 
you will get gift cards. People give you gift cards. And so I'll look at them and say, okay, where can I go? Um, maybe I'm between court hearings and I'm going to use a gift card and it'll, it'll feel like a treat because I am not paying for this myself. I'm using a gift card someone gave me. Or if I'm doing stuff on the weekends, I'll see, what do I have gift cards for? And then just go around and do the stuff only that I have gift cards for. And it feels like a vacation because there's no money coming out of my pocket. A big one for me is make the bed. I make the bed every morning. For years, I did not make my bed. And it just was every night you get into it. It's a big uh, tangle of covers. And then now when I get into a nice made bed, it just feels nice. Or if I'm doing something in the house during the day and my bed is made and I'm sitting on my bed, it just feels nicer. I can't explain it. It's like when you go to a hotel and you go there and the bed is made and it just makes the room feel so neat. Give a compliment to someone. I love um, just spotting fashion and I see someone with some cute shoes or a cute top or a sparkly purse, they're going to get a compliment from me. And you can see how it brightens someone's day. And it's not insincere because it's something that I like, but I'm also maybe making someone's day and then in turn making my own day a little bit. <coughs> so those are just some tips for dealing with changes in business and, and moving forward. All right, I'm going to do a promotion for a friend of the show. Are you approaching age 65? Are you retiring and losing your group coverage? Or do you have questions about Medicare coverage options? Contact Tim at Mackey Insurance for sound advice concerning Medicare and your options for Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage, or prescription drug plans. Tim will assist you in maneuvering through the Medicare maze. Mackey Insurance Group can be contacted at 623-551-3585. A tip um, or a shout out for my daughter's business. She has a calligraphy business um, that is on Facebook, Calligraphy, calligraphy by Florency. So it's my first name, Florence, with a Y at the end, Florency. If you need menus done or invitations, um, one uh, young guy did a calligraphy proposal for his uh, girlfriend, um, and she can do a variety of different projects. Give her a call. Okay, um, I'm going to just talk about some fun things before I wrap up the show, and I'll talk to everybody when I get back from Mardi Gras. But if you have a chance this week while I'm out at Mardi Gras, celebrate Mardi Gras. I love it. I never knew anything about Mardi Gras for years. And then I started going to New Orleans for conferences. And I was always going like in the spring right before Mardi, Mardi Gras. And you can see the city decorated with purple, gold and green. And then sometimes there's just a random parade and you know, there's beads and cake and all of that. And it just always feels festive. So why not have a little festive Mardi Gras yourself? And call it I'm calling it Mardi Gras in a box. One thing you can do is order a king cake from New Orleans. You can just Google king cake and there's a variety of bakeries that deliver them. One tip I'll give you on, on king cakes, and this might be my own personal preference, but I do not like a stuffed king cake. I like the traditional like cinnamon coffee cake one, not stuffed with cream cheese, not stuffed with jam. I tried a jam one this year and I was just kind of like, meh. 
Like it just was fine. And then I also ordered the regular one and it just tasted so much better. Also for at Party City, you can get very cheap Mardi Gras party favors. You can get the beads, you can get masks, you can get signs. We always decorate our office with Mardi Gras signs that we got at Party City and, and put out some beads and that sort of thing. And it's so much fun. And and this is just a little preference for us. We decorate our office for every holiday, even Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas. If it's a holiday, we're decorating. It just makes the office a little bit more festive and fun. And when people come in, I think a little more inviting too. Also, to for your Mardi Gras in a box, put on some jazz music. And you can have a uh, impromptu parade, just waving a white hanky and marching around. I was in a real, um, it wasn't a Mardi Gras parade, but it was like a little jazz parade the last time I went to New Orleans. And I can't think of more, something that I've done that's been more fun. It was such a once in a lifetime thing of um, walking down the street, dancing to jazz music and handing out beads. I had so much fun. And so why not do it yourself? Just put on some jazz music and, and dance around with the kids or your husband or yourself or whatever you like. Enjoy Mardi Gras. And I'll, I'll talk about it next week and see. Um, I'll give everyone tips on what I've learned going to real Mardi Gras. And maybe I'll say it's not worth it to go. Maybe I'll say everyone has to go. Stay tuned. That's all I can say about that. Before I sign off, I wanted to give some recommendations on some stuff that I've watched this week or streamed this week that I think people might enjoy. I know A Star is Born has been out for quite some time. I never got around to seeing it. It was out of the movies and then it was back in the movies and my um, sister-in-law didn't want to see it and then suddenly she went and saw it and I couldn't make it. And so I never ended up seeing it, but now it's... um, out on iTunes or DVD. So I rented it off of iTunes last night. And I wasn't sure what to expect. I know there's been a lot about the movie. And, you know, Lady Gaga was nominated and the movie was nominated and Bradley Cooper was nominated. And I wasn't sure if that was a bunch of hype. And then on the other hand, and I I talked to a bunch of people who love the movie. But then on the other hand, I talked to my sister-in-law, and she was like, no, it was terrible. I hated this movie. So I I really had, like, no expectations. I just thought, it's probably going to be fine, you know? It'll be an okay movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought Lady Gaga was a revelation. She was so good. And she transforms in the movie, and I don't want to spoil it, because it was something that I didn't realize happened in the movie, but she, as she started doing, I mean, obviously A Star is Born, so she gets popular in music. And as she got more popular, she became kind of a pop princess, but not Lady Gaga. She wasn't herself. She reminded me more of almost like Britney Spears instead. Um, and And she was good. And she was strong. And Bradley Cooper was so good. He wasn't himself. Like you think of him and he's like 
tall and handsome and confident. And in this movie, he was more subtle and kind of passive aggressive, but like very, very much in love with Allie, who was the character that was played by Lady Gaga. And then there were some great supporting roles by Dave Chappelle and Andrew Dice Clay played Lady Gaga's dad and and he was great. And um, Sam Elliott was Bradley Cooper's brother. And I started crying about halfway through this movie. Like the songs kept making me feel very touched and I started crying. And then the end is a sob fest. At least I thought so. Um, And I'm crying, crying. And I'm watching it really late at night and I'm never up this late. And so around 1 a.m. I finished the movie and I get up and turn on the bathroom light and look at my face and it was swollen like a catcher's mitt. I looked terrible. Um, but it was really touching and good. And I joined the music. It has a lot to it that I don't want to spoil. It was very emotional. Um, I felt there was a ton of chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Like you could feel their friendship underneath it all. And they had a very like sexy chemistry too. Okay, some stuff you can stream this week. I'm watching, I know it's been out for a while. I'm just getting into the second part of it. When Making a Murderer came out, I streamed the season one like very quickly. And season two, I think, is a little bit harder to get into. It's more on the post-conviction relief side. But I've been watching it all week, and it's very interesting. If you're interested in false confessions or possible wrongful convictions, this season will be very interesting to you. In fact, I was watching it, and this they were having. There was a a woman attorney who was giving a presentation on false confessions, and I said, "Why does this sound so familiar?" She looks familiar. Her PowerPoint looked familiar, and I thought, "Oh, I know." I went when I went last year to New York for that forensic seminar. She was there and talking about false confessions. And her presentation on false confessions, I think, is is very interesting because it's impossible to understand why someone would falsely confess to something they didn't do, but you, it's something that needs to be understood um, because otherwise people will be taken advantage of and possibly have false confessions. And I think it's just fascinating. Um, Something that I watched on Netflix that I didn't think I was going to watch was a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. It's a Netflix movie, um, but it has giant stars in it. Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo, um, John Malkovich. And it's kind of a horror movie, too, which everyone knows I love horror. It starts off like very much in the art world and kind of the pretentious people in the art world and an insider's view of it. And um, it's this person who basically finds all these pictures by an artist who died. And the artist said, destroy all my work. But everyone sees commercial value in it. So they start marketing it and then people start dying. And I really liked it. And then it's all in the art world, which I've always been really interested in. And, and I've done some cases regarding artworks over the years. So I recommend it. it was, it's fun. 
Um, I also, I, I've recommended this series before. It's called Into the Dark and it's on Hulu. It's by um, Bloomhouse Productions. So they do a lot of horror movies that come out um, in the movies like Insidious and I think they did Sinister and they did Happy Death Day. And they have a series on Hulu called Into the Dark, and it's a monthly anthology, and it has a different movie every month, and it started in October. I didn't start watching it until the week between Christmas and New Year's, and by then, the Halloween episode was out, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas And then when I finished those, like right then the New Year's came out and I watched that. And then the Valentine's Day just came out. The Valentine's Day one might be my favorite one. It's called Down. And it's about two people who get stuck in an elevator together. And it has some twists and turns. And I really enjoyed it. And if you have time to um, get into the series, I recommend it. The movies are only about an hour and 15 minutes long. I think the longest might be an hour and a half. So they're a quick watch. If I had to rate them, hmm, I would say, if you're thinking, am I interested? I would start with The Body, which was the Halloween one. And then I may skip to hmm, the new year one which was new year new you and then valentine's day the christmas one i really loved too was very creepy and had a great ending the one that i thought was fine um was the thanksgiving one I felt that there was potential for something else in the story. And when that didn't happen in the story, it just was sort of a bummer. But I enjoy them. And everyone in my family has been watching them. And we like them quite a bit. I will talk to everyone next week when I get back from New Orleans. Have a a wonderful, safe week. And um, I'll come back with hopefully some tips on whether you should go to Mardi Gras, number one. And two, if you go... What are some tips to get you through Mardi Gras safely? And um, we'll discuss moving forward in business and have business tips in the next coming weeks. We're actually coming very close to our year anniversary. Memorial Day will be our year anniversary of doing the podcast. So I thank everyone for listening. To find me, you can find me, of course, on iTunes. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can also find me on Facebook under my name, Twitter under Florence Law, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. I will talk to everyone when I get back. Have a wonderful, safe week.